Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, August 10th. And uh, hi, everyone. This is the first time I'm talking to you since my crazy ass trip to Las Vegas, which was not crazy ass for the reason that you would expect. It's really just crazy because it was terrible. Um, If you want to hear a lengthy description of that, uh, Mark has put a very good title for the podcast on the Jill on Money podcast. You can check it out. I will not do the rant all over again, Mark. Are you thrilled that I won't do that? I'm a little relieved. I know you are. I know. I'm relieved too because I'm just not going to do it. Uh, But if you want to know what is going on in your financial life and why you're stuck doing something that you have been doing or how you can get unstuck or how you can get on a different path, you got to send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Today, we are going to be talking about allocation. We'll do that right after this. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. You know, Mark, sometimes I don't even put a spot in when I say, when I do that normal tease. So, oh, are you uh, kidding me? So just FYI, people at Viacom CBS who are insisted upon this construction of this whole thing and also want me to be myself, Put the spot in if I'm going to do that. If I'm oh not going to do that, let yeah, I know. I knew Wait, that would drive you crazy. How stupid must that sound? It sounds not great. Just they're, the, they're the ones who asked for that specifically, and now they're exactly. Not, uh, so now we're gonna Mark's going to get on it. Talk to Jamie about it. All right, now let's just get on with this. You might edit this out or not, Mark. Maybe no, you're the I'm real. Not. Oh. <laughs> this is how the sausage is made, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Okay. We serve many masters and mistresses in our world. And so this is one of the times where Mark and I try to do the right thing. We try to be good citizens of our corporation and yet they just kind of screw it up. They drop the ball. Uh, All right. If you want to reach us, just let us know if you want to come on the air, send your questions to ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Hop on the website, jillonmoney.com, hit the contact button, tell us you want to come on the air. And Christian, you are from uh, not Northern Virginia. You're from somewhere in the rest of Virginia and you're representing essentially half of your state because we really have not spoken to anyone from this area. So welcome to the program and uh, don't embarrass the people who you live near, okay? (laughs) I will try my best. Uh, Thanks so much, Joel, Mark. Let's figure out what is going on in your financial life. So tell us about you and how we can help you out. So I am uh, 29. My wife is 26. We have a joint income of about $120,000. We have about $100,000 in our retirement account. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. First of all, Mark's like, I can't believe this guy's married. He's so young. So how long have you been married? We've been married two years as of uh, two days ago, actually. Just had the two-year anniversary. Really? So you, you made it through COVID as newlyweds. Yes. I think it you know, I joke that it was like seven years of marriage because we were with each other all day, every mm. day. 
That's a lot. And how do you have so much money saved in retirement already? Um, well, so I opened up a Roth IRA probably in 2012 with mm. some money that I had from a summer internship. And so I just always started plunking some money in there. And right now I work for a very nice employer that I put in 4% and they essentially give 12%. So what? Wait a minute. Your contribution is 4% and they put in an additional 12%? Yes. So like they'll match um, 4% and then they give everyone regardless of whether you contribute 8% once a year. It's a really, really good setup. Wow. That's great. Is this a a nonprofit or is it a for-profit endeavor? So it is a it is a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the fundraising arm for a college. Okay. What about your wife? What's her contribution level? So she is a teacher. So she's in whatever the Virginia state system is. And so I think she has about 20,000 in that. And it's broken up into a few different accounts. I don't totally understand it. Part is what we put in. The other is what they put in. And then there's this third account, which I think is like the hybrid pension thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't really get it. It just has a dollar amount. So I just kind of factor that in and say, that's great. All right. Let's, let's go through the question and you tell me what's going on and how we can help you out. My first question comes from Roth IRA accounts. So we actually, I emailed you guys probably six months ago and asked about what we should do with our situation. And you suggested that we both max out our Roth IRAs. So we started doing that and we're very happy about that. So we, I just kind of opened it up in a brokerage account with the guy who has my Roth IRA accounts. And so we started putting it in some American funds, but when I started taking a look at the cost and the fees, and I know um, Vanguard keeps coming up in conversation, I looked at the expenses for some Vanguard index funds, and they are so much cheaper than these American funds, especially when you count in the sales fee up front. So mm-hmm. my, my question is, I mean, I already have about $34,000 in my Roth IRA with American funds. My wife has... $3,000 or so with American funds right now. But does it make sense for us to just open up a Vanguard account for each of us and sign up for the robo advisor and just have them kind of throw us in index funds? Like, are we going to end up, is it going to end up being better for us in the long run? Because the fees just freak me out. I just feel like someone's trying to, you know, grab our money before we can get it. Um, And I just want to make sure that if we're going to just drop it in there for another 20, 30, 40 years, we're doing the smart thing. Of all of the loaded mutual funds out there, American funds actually are managed pretty well. Once you pay that fat fee, you usually are in decent assets. However, the reason that you would buy them or keep them is that somebody, sold, whoever sold them to you, is giving you advice. Is there a person associated with this account? So there is someone that I can call and they, you know, review what, what I'm doing. And How did you get to this person? They had the phone number listed on the account online. <laughs> it's been set up for so long. I think where I originally opened it up, like sold it to someone else. Who, uh, I mean, it's really all happenstance how I got connected with this guy. Okay. Mark, are you okay with me? Even though that American funds are good funds, are you feeling okay if I say blow out of these funds? Are we okay with that, Mark? I, I was there about probably 90 seconds ago. Okay. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to take this Roth IRA 
And you are going to basically open up a new account at Vanguard. You're going to open a Roth IRA and you will directly transfer in all the money. It will come in as cash. They're not going to transfer these funds in as is. I don't think, well, I should say this. I doubt they will. I'm pretty sure they won't. So what? The money comes in in cash. Do you need a robo-advisor? I don't know. I mean, you could probably just use index funds, but you could use the Vanguard robo aspect of this, right? Which is called Vanguard Digital Advisor. Or you can just pick three or four funds and pick index funds. And, you know, right now you've got a world, you've got, I'm looking at your account. So everyone, he sent this to me. So you can pick an S&P 500 fund into an international index. You can do a small company index and you could even throw a little bond, an intermediate term bond fund. Boom, you're done. Those four funds. You know, you should go through it. And and if you want to try to use the digital advisor, that's fine. I don't even know if you need it. So number one, yes, move the money all the money that goes in there and for your account, for your wife's account, like you're a Vanguard family starting whenever this transfer happens. Again, you can do it yourself or you can choose to use the the robo-advisor that Vanguard provides. What's a good resource for figuring out the allocation on how much should be in the S&P versus how much should be in the bonds? What's the rule of thumb that you would suggest? There isn't really a rule of thumb, but uh, you're young. You're not going to use this money for decades. So chances are you have a pretty high risk tolerance. I think at Vanguard itself, they'll have a risk assessment that will help you. They have tools there. Certainly, if you use the digital advisor, that will take you through a risk assessment tool. And maybe you just use that and see how it goes. And and that's about all you need. So like if I were just going to off the top of my head, and, you know, you know, give you an allocation right this second, I might say, you know, 20% in the bond fund, 10% in the small cap, 10 in international index. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 40%. Leaves us 60% in your U.S. stock market extended market index. That's it. 60, 10, 10, 20. Yeah, or, I mean, or 60, 15, 15, 10. Okay. So because he is so young. Okay. So Mark is now you're going to see Mark, even though I'm a wimp, Mark is correcting my wimpiness and I appreciate that. So yes, you're right. 60, 15, 15, 10 versus 60, 10, 10, 20. So, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about ups and downs in the market? Do you freak out or not? No, because I know I'm not going to need it for so long. So I kind of, I'm kind of feeling maybe 10, closer to 10% for bonds would probably be more aligned. Good. Okay. So we got it. We got your allocation. You're done. It's fantastic. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Next question. You said there were two questions. Yes. So my second question comes from my employer's 403B plan. That's through principal. 
So when I first started, I just signed up for whatever the target date fund. And there is um, a group that comes in quarterly or every half a year that meets with employees when they want. They did a whole plan for my wife and I and um, basically said we were going to be able to retire. And then they tried to sell us life insurance and we bought some term life. Anyway, so I asked them at that point, what should I do to get out of this target date fund? Can you help me allocate in a few different funds? And they put me in nine different funds. Good Lord. How much money's in there? Um, about $40,000. Oh, for God's sakes. That just makes me insane. Do we have some index funds within the plan? So there are um, a large cap S&P 500, a mid cap S&P, and a small cap with lower expenses. I mean, they're not... They're not nothing. It's not as great as Vanguard, but they are lower than whatever I'm in right now. I will say that I met with them probably a week ago and said I'd like to move into more index funds. And they mm-hmm. moved me from nine to eight and they like that <laughs> other one in. Oh, my God. OK, use the large cap index, use the small cap index. Um, You know, the one fund that's actually pretty decent is the American funds, Euro Pacific fund is actually a good international fund. So if you want to keep one of these, since there's no international index, I'd keep that one. And, um, and is there a bond index? Yeah. So we've got American funds, bond fund of America. Oh, bond fund of America is good. Is there an index though? No. So there's no. Okay. So do 10% in the bond fund of America. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's more expensive than you need to be having, but it actually is a decent fund and there are good managers there. And then that's it. So we're going to use the bond fund of America for 10%. Just replicate the same thing. 60, 15, 15, 10. Does this account have a Roth option, Christian? I don't think so. No. Maybe this very, very generous nonprofit fundraising arm for the college. Maybe you could say... Is it possible since we have a lot of, I bet you have a young staff there. We sure would be grateful if you guys could offer it as a Roth option. It's very easy for them to do that. And then I would be able to contribute what the 19.5 instead of the six? No, no, both. If your workplace plan allows a Roth option, you could contribute 19,500 in that. And then you can still use a regular Roth IRA and contribute 6,000. Oh, wow. Do you guys have a nice emergency reserve fund considering you have all this retirement money saved? We have um, right around $20,000, which is probably four to six months of our expenses. Well, she's probably not going to get fired as a teacher unless, you know, she does something really nutty. And it sounds like they like you. (laughs) But I'd rather you guys have six, six or eight. What about just a few other details here? Do you have non-retirement savings that are like earmarked? Are you looking at buying a house? Do you own a house already? What, where are you guys in the process? So we own a house. We bought it in um, April of 2019. So We've been very happy with how it, um, <laughs> with how the last year or so has, has had it appreciate. We actually refinanced so we could get rid of PMI. Oh, great. So what's the um, house worth now? The house is probably worth between 300, maybe 315 on a good day. Um, and our loan balance is probably about 225 and the interest rate is 2.875%. Fantastic. No extra payments on that. So that's great. What kind of life insurance did you buy from these people? Did you buy term, you said? 
Yeah. So we bought um, term for each other. It was uh, $300,000 on each of us. Okay. We figured just in case something happened, we'd be able to take care of the house. And that's really all we needed. I mean, they recommended we do something like a million dollars and it just didn't seem right. Mm. Do you think you guys are going to be starting a family anytime soon or no? I think in the next few years, probably Mm -hmm. two, three, four years. Okay. I mean, look, if you're thinking about that then, and one of you is going to be staying home primarily for some time and, you know, uh, there's going to be a little dip or, or anything like that, you know, in, in income, you know, obviously you're going to save some extra money before that happens. We'll build up the emergency reserve fund and then you'll need to beef up your term life insurance, but you don't need to go through whoever sold you that policy. Of course, you can just go online to Haven Life or Policy Genius, you can just do it very easily. So I think it sounds like you're in good shape. Did you create some simple wills for yourselves? (laughs) I bought the program, made the will, have not printed them out. Mark has a printer. He can do it for you. (laughs) Right now. He can make that. Just focus on the documents. Uh, And is there anything else that we can help you with today? Okay. So There's a little bit of anxiety about making sure that we're going to be okay when we retire. I mean, if you look at everything that that we're saving right now, we're saving probably about 22% of our income for retirement. And so I guess, I don't know if this is more financial planning or therapy, how much do we need to worry about all of this if we kind of stay where we are right now? Mark, how much do you want them to worry about where they are? As long as you guys can get to the point where you're maxing out your retirement plans, and if you're able to contribute to a Roth IRA, I wouldn't worry. You, If you keep doing that, you will be fine when the time comes. Yeah. I mean, you stayed out of trouble. You're not have, You're not in some... The only debt you have is your mortgage, right? Uh, yes. Carly has a... My wife has a little bit in student loans, but hopefully most of that will be forgiven the end of next year. I think you're in great shape. Are you natural worriers? Is that something that is like sort of part of your DNA? Yes, that is very much a part of my DNA. Oh, well, then have children sooner rather than later. You can worry about them and stop worrying about money. You know, a kid will only add to the money worries. Don't worry. <laughs> what can we replace his worry with? Are you worried about, you know, sort of the state of the universe? Is there something else we can sort of pl- you're really in good shape. So I want you to divert your worry onto something else. Christian, how, how is your your cash flow? Like you're only contributing four percent. Can you contribute more? OK, so. I guess I could, if I'm looking at kind of the back of the envelope calculations, we'll probably have, um, you know, after expenses, all that jazz, probably an extra $1,000 a month. And once my wife's student loans are forgiven, that will probably tick up closer to $2,000 a month. And so part of it was, okay, want to save money for... I'm getting a car in a couple years and maybe we want to save up for some home projects, but like, should we make a real point of putting a lot of that into additional retirement? I think if you've got the extra money, what I would do is first beef up the emergency reserve fund and go from four to six months to more like, you know, nine to 12 months. That's number one. Then number two, whatever money you need in the next year, whether it's for some home improvements or whatever, you should also put that into that fund. And once you've got that set, then absolutely, I agree with Mark, start ticking up your contribution level until you're actually maxed out. And I think that will be a real help for you in in many ways. So I think 
that's my recommendation. I mean, like I said, I don't think you need to worry about where you what's going on, but I think the faster you can both be maxing out, the more comfortable you're going to feel with the situation you're in. Gotcha. Um, and so should I not bother talking to the work retirement planner folks anymore? Yes. You know what? I've just saved you like an hour of your life every quarter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Christian from Virginia. Thanks for playing with us today. Give us a shout back if you need anything else. Okay. Great. Thanks so much. If you want to come on the air with us, all you need to do is number one, send us your financial question. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Or if you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, just hit the contact button. It's in the upper right hand corner. And while you are on our website, you know what you can do? You can subscribe to our other podcast, which is called Jill on Money. And in that podcast, what you may want to do is go back to uh, the episode from August 5th, which is called Las Vegas, the land of bad odds and bad behavior. And you can hear my rant about Las Vegas. It's just up to you. I encourage you to do it because it made me laugh at myself because I'm such a persnickety prig. All right. Remember that what you really want to do is you want to take control of your financial life. You don't want to worry. So what I'm going to tell Christian and everyone else out there is one way to relieve some of your own stress about money issues is to lift somebody else up today, to try to do something nice for someone else. And I think that actually comes back and makes you feel a little bit calmer. The Eye on Money podcast, which is presented by Viacom CBS, we have a mantra here, curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.